0: Hey, welcome back team. How you doing out there? Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Dust Specs. I'm your host, Alex Hofeld. I am a high school science teacher, a registered yoga instructor, a CrossFit coach, and a general lover of all things thinking and communication. And I'm here. I'm your host to get this thing started. Why are you here? What are you doing on Beautiful Dust Specs? This is a show designed to show you. A show designed to show you, right? Designed to teach you and let you see and peel back the layers of the ordinary moments of your life to see and feel and touch and smell that they are truly extraordinary moments in all things, everything. This show takes science and uses it as a motivational tool, that if you see and touch and feel science to the best of your ability, you're going to see that it just peels back the layers of everything, that you will soon become aware of the awesomeness that is you, that is nature, that is this thing that we get to call life. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to show you this, that hopefully it can then permeate into the... The moments of your day, it'll get you excited to think, to move, to act, to be, to be healthier, to be more mindful, to just embrace the awesome senses of your biological self that is you. And that's what we're doing here. That's what this is all about. All this show is, is the way that it is kind of what science has done for me. I have a bachelor's degree in biology. I've studied science my whole life, raised by a bunch of teachers, raised by a dad who was a total science nerd. And as I got into it, as I got deeper and deeper into the layers of nature and the layers of the things that I was studying studying anywhere from botany to chemistry to physics to astronomy to biology it just showed me more and more epic layers of the onion more layers that I could possibly imagine just peeling them back seeing the wonders that are under each new layer and the more you drill down on one thing the more wealth springs pop up like a like a popped waterbed that's throwing darts what an amazing analogy popping waterbeds when's the last time somebody had a waterbed seriously I, I used to I grew up with one I used to think it was really cool now I got like a slight comfort but you know here we go that's good going here, and I want to talk about your senses. I want to show you that your senses are there, and if you're new to this show, and if you're in a first, you know, up and this is the first time you've listened to my podcast... Uh, just embrace it just see where this takes you try and give it a, a think and a feel to the end of this episode to see where it goes it's a bit rambly it's a bit ranty but you know it gets going and we're still getting good feedback i'm still getting awesome emails at least once a week it's only a few here and there but my call to action to any of you listeners out there who have been you know digging what i'm putting down can you please share this can you share it with one person and find somebody in your life that you think they could use this and think that they could get an understanding of it and if they dig it Give me some feedback. Email me at beautifuldustspecs. Sorry, beautifuldustspecs at gmail.com or check out the blog. and It's kind of a blog. It's kind of a weak-ass blog. But, you know, it's a little blog. Uh, at beautifuldustbecks.com and just tell me what's up. And if you really dig it, share it on your social media, share with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and then leave some reviews. Leave reviews at iTunes, Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever podcast player you're listening to because we're out there in the ether. But let's get cooking here. Let's get talking about the senses. We talked last episode. I apologize for my normal listeners. I have took a little week off, about two weeks off here. Had some conferences. My grad school is kicking my butt. I'm trying to get some of this, you know, yoga mobility, yo world off the ground here, trying to help people not only Think more but move more. And if you ever need anything like that, if you ever want to reach out and start talking about some of the mobility things that are hindering your life and not hindrance in a bad way, just it just is what it is, baby. This body needs love, and we can put it into these states, get new sensations going on to get us moving in a more dynamic way. And that's what we're doing here. So, this episode, I talked last time about senses, just this idea that you're like this little lightning rod, this little sponge that if you dropped it into the oceans of the ether of the now, you just perceive things, things are just coming at you in all ways, shapes, or form in all the physical phenomena from light, sound, pressure, electric, and they, they, your body will turn them into electrical impulses. When you feel something, you touch something, think something, even it is literally electricity. It is electricity running through your nervous system in all ways, shapes, or forms to get and integrate with the bundles of the nervous fibers that can then carry into the brain so that the nervous system, your central nervous system can make sense of the peripheral nervous system. Centrals right down the line, just the brain and the spine peripherals like you're on the periphery man you're out in the skirt you' know it's out into your limbs to your to your skin to your proprioception proprioceptive ways and remember we talked about it there's extraceptive and introceptive even chronoceptive and then proprioceptive so we're still on the extraceptives here today and as you went in as i dove into this i wanted i was going to do one on each but they started blending and they they all blend together you know all your senses integrate into giving you the feelings of the moments in the now the feelings of the moments of the day that is right now and that's something I wanna get through it in this episode. I want you to see it, to feel it, that you these things are amazing. You know, we, we sometimes have these senses in our body that we try and avoid. You know, we complain about the heat, the cold, the loud, the noise, the whatever, the taste, the smells, you know? But that's amazing. What this really drills down to is this is your body's old biological evolutionary ways that allow this thing to give the senses around you. Because back in the day in nature, still a little bit, kind of, you need to know when something's dangerous. You need to be able to see it, touch it, feel it, smell it, whatever sense you can use to allow your body to be in a state that allows it to be ready to simply survive. And we just get to be so lucky. We get to be this amazing creature that has, I don't know, not surpassed evolution, but we've created a society that allows us to embrace the sides of nature in reality and living aside from just, is that bush a tiger? That bush is a... No, it's not a tiger. You know, you just, that back and forth of just the biological ways of it. We get to be like, is that art? Yes, it's art. Let's go. Let's do some art. You know, we get to take these things into us and allow them to perceive what we are. And this is a wondrous gift. This is a wondrous thing that is what we're doing here. So the ones I want to talk about today is smell and taste. Smell and taste are some of our oldest senses that are out there. And both of these pass it directly into the Thiamus. the thiamus is kind of like the 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 like the router it's it, not the router i'm thinking that little that little old school board where like they click buttons around to send the phone what's that thing a clickboard? That's not a clickboard. a switchboard hey i got it a switchboard you know it's like the switchboard as the senses come in the thalamus makes sense of it this kind of deep-rooted sense in your brain and shoots it to the different brain regions that your body can then perceive it you know the frontal brain the occipital lobes the olfactory bulbs whatever it may be it allows it to do this. However, the one I'm first going to talk about here is smell. Smell is our oldest one. It's a direct correlation to the brain. And smell is one of still one of our strongest senses that we have. We really truly, invi- like we, we rely primarily probably on our sight, you know. And one of my buddies, Tanner, I've been hanging out with a lot via internet. And I just met him at the podcast seminar. You know, he's blind and his sense of, his sense of, his just other senses are amazing, especially his sense of hearing. And it's just little things that we know. And that's just wondrous in itself that your body will adapt the new senses up tuning or down tuning various different things as it goes in there so the smell is our oldest one goes directly to the brain and this makes sense because a sense of smell is is, is a quick indicator of what's up and truly what you're smelling is you're smelling chemicals you're smelling chemistry that is flying through the air in these airborne molecules and they're getting intaken in through your nose so yeah if you smell a fart or if you smell poop or you smell something gross you're smelling chemicals that are in the air you know you also smell things that are wondrous that are good those are also chemicals in the air but it's way more complex than that you know even the sense of smell is not that wonderful. But before we can get to that, you know, this thing that is the sinus cavity is an amazingly awesome thing. I do a lot with yoga. We do a ton with what's called the prayamas, the breathing. Breathing is wonderful. I got into yoga at the beginning. I was like, man, I'm just going to stretch. And I was like, easy yoga. Like, I'm not going to do your weird breathing stuff. But then I was like, oh, whatever. I'm here. Might as well breathe. You know, breathing is just awesome. It's, we do it constantly, right? You do it in just this constant in and out and your body will upregulate and down-regulate it based on the situation that you're in. Now, I'm training for the... I'm training for a marathon right now. It's supposed to be to Chicago, but my buddy just invited me to be in his wedding, so I have to skip the Chicago and go to the Milwaukee. I also have a funding page if anyone is interested in you haven't donated to the show or anything, because I haven't asked you. You can donate to my charity. I'm running for a group called Action for Healthy Kids, and I need to raise 1500 bucks by November, so I would love some help. I always feel like charity is a little bit of begging, but I felt like if I was going to run a marathon and put my body through this wondrous test, I might as well do it for a better, better cause. And Action for Healthy Kids raises money to get... Give uh, healthy lunches to inner city kids. So uh, check that out. I'll have a link to that on my Facebook page, on my Facebook page and others with some funding opportunities. If you're interested, if not, you're still cool. It's all good. So you know, as we're running through, as I start running through, my my body just upregulates and downregulates my respiratory system, which allows my brain to breathe. You know, I cue it breathing, and you should breathe through your nose whenever possible. Breathe through your nose. Your your nose has an amazing thing. The sinus cavity is huge. It's pretty much entirely from your nose all the way down to the roof of your mouth. Up to like behind your eyeballs it's a huge cavity in our brain before the air goes anywhere it goes through and it hits this mucus it hits this kind of this this wet moist area that actually can turn the air into temperatures that are relative to your body temperature getting the air ready to go as opposed to breathing through your mouth which will just keep the temperature the same also, these little hairs filter out particulate matter that you don't want in your respiratory system, a.k.a. boogers, y'all. That's what a booger is. A booger is primarily dust of people around you. It's usually most of it is, you know, like 80% of household dust is skin cells from the people that live or eat or breathe in the house. So it's kind of gross. There's also science. Parents out there, there's science that if your kids eat your boogers, eat the, eat your boogers, that was gross, If eat their boogers, they actually have a higher, stronger immune system by the time they become an adult. So, yeah, it's not that weird, right? Just tell them not to do it in front of the girl they like because you know some people in society still think it's weird okay but those those things those boogers that's all it is it's particulate matter the your body itself filtering out these various different dust particles and particulates that you don't want in your lungs and particulate matter that builds up in some various jobs out there it can have a detrimental effect on your body but i guess i'm kind of getting on a respiratory rant here let's get back to smell so as your body goes in it smells these things it has these amazing amount of olfactory bulbs olfactory is the smell bulbs it's what a it's just a fancy word for your olfactory system. There's actually millions of receptors to these, and these things are directly related also to your limbic system. The smell is goes directly to your brain, goes directly to your limbic system, and that's your endocrine system. Again, back to the neurotransmitters, baby. Coming back to the neurotransmitters, this can uh, elicit that fight or flight thing. You know, that's why we, if you know, in the yogi world, they're really into oils. The smells of the oils and the ways they interact with your, just by diffusing them, by putting them into air molecules, feel the diffuser. Uh, it allows you to upregulate or downregulate. It can energize you or it can calm you down and that's because your 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 smell is one of the most powerful quickest to act senses that are out there it also can elicit strong emotions it has it's directly tied to strong emotional states and memories also you know there's there's data that talks about how most animals use this in terms of pheromones there's no there's no correlation that humans actually use pheromones like like you know like a dog in heat or something like that but others may believe there might be some of them and there's only one or two of these synapses that get to the nose you know get to get from the nose to the brain but there's 350 different types of these receptors and these things are highly tuned to only to thousands of odors so as these odors come in you can get them you, you think of them instantaneously like how quickly does a smell slam you if it's like, whoa, that's too much, or like, whoa, that smells good, or if you're just kind of used to it, you know, and that's something that's really amazing to think about, and I, I love the idea of memories, and I was a big uh, freestyle skier back in the day, when I was younger, I used to go all over the Midwest skiing, and I was a, I was a pretty straight edge kid, i try not to do too many stupid things, oh my god, there's a hummingbird outside for the first time, yes, you ever. oh god, hummingbird, sorry, I live on a lake, and I'm like, I'm doing this because it's beautiful outside, I'm on my porch, I'm trying to stand up desk, I'm looking at the water, it's amazing, and there's this hummingbird just chilling, some goldfinches. It's some nature outside, peeps. I can see them. We'll talk about seeing and sight next week. We're, we're not on a, I can't smell the hummingbird. So as these things go, these thousands of receptors elicit these things that, you know, like are like memories. I if Where I was going with that is that if I can get, if I smell cigarette smoke mixed with like that texture or that kind of smell really of cold air, I'm instantaneously transported back to my day skiing at Wilmot Mountain. Like almost instantly. If like I smell sm- cigarette smoke and in cold air, not just cigarette smoke, but it has to be in the cold air. I'm like, boom, Like my brain just takes me to this quick place of the emotional states and the memories associated with my skiing, and that's just amazing. It's just taking a smell into my system, and this array of cosmic, amazing memory can flood through my brain and my central nervous system. That's awesome. The next one I want to talk about here is taste, and there's a reason we're talking about smell and taste. The taste is primarily on your tongue. And, you know, that old map of the tongue is total garbage. All those taste maps are totally bogus. It was bad science. It's been taught to us in textbooks, and it's kind of lame. Uh, there's still the, those, the, the vectors and the things they think about are pretty straightforward, though. There is sweet, there's sour, there's bitty, there's, salt, there's salty, and there's a new one called uname, which is like the savory texture. It kind of relates to fat and like like you're eating meat. Uname. And it these things, again, are directly related, related linked to the cortical and limb big system. You know, there's all these cool amounts of, one of the coolest things that I saw was that you actually have these? Uh, bas- there's like layers to your to your to your to your tongue. Your tongue has texture. These ten thousand or so more, plus or minus projections that are on your tongue, these uh, that used to be the taste maps, they're actually what's called epithelial cells. And these epithelial cells in the taste buds are what are there, and they're in this fujiform papilla. They form these really specialized cells that relate to what they call the gustatory system. The gustatory cells are there. They're the taste buds. There's also ones called basal epithelial cells. And these are the really cool ones that can actually damage and they can actually replace the damaged cells. Have you ever burnt your tongue on coffee or something? It hurts really bad, but your your mouth heals at just incredibly fast rates. So again, these, these things and you can just think about the ideas of taste. You take something that is not a direct correlation to like bitter, salty, sweet, whatever. You know, we, we combine them together and you get these amazing tastes. But where I'm going with this, the coolness of this whole thing is that it truly doesn't relate to taste as much. You take smell, your sense of smell, your your sense of taste and you blend them together you get flavor smell plus taste equals flavor in reality when you taste something like i always joke with my kids and like how to show people up with science like you're hanging out with your homies you're sitting around you bring out some delicious strawberries and i am like mm, or they eat something i don't know, like a piece of candy like it tastes like strawberries you can pretty much actually say mm, actually it smells like strawberries because the taste is just the sour bitty bitter salty sweet kind of blending together really truly more so mixing with as you chew and masticate and get the get the molecules moving into your mouth as those will move up into the the upper regions of your body'll it'll, it'll move up into the nasal cavity and it'll get those senses of smell and your wonderful amazing brain can instantaneously mesh those things together can take these array of foods and these arrays of arrays of things that you're putting inside your mouth and it can then slam them into what we call what we call flavor we actually smell them first we smell them first we taste them second the smells merge at what's called the glomerous these materials uh, miter Cells and again, there's over 400. There's over 40 million of these olfactory receptors that can pick up tens of thou- ten thousand different smells. And now these things can merge with taste and run them, run it like kind of send the cells up into your frontal lobe. and your lobe, your frontal lobe could be like pizza. And then it also sends it to the limbic system, not only for the fight or flight, but it also stimulates digestion. It stimulates digestion, increases the endocrine system, gets stuff going that you have to release enzymes, starts the process of digestion. You know, this wonderful thing, which it's an entirely other podcast, but... A little subset of your digestive system just to get you thinking about it. We always, we always, we never, we never marvel at it. You can literally take a hamburger, shove it into your face hole, chew rapidly, swallow, and your body is going to break that thing down to the molecular level to cr- increase energy and building blocks to keep you functioning as a walking, talking, thinking, feeling human. That's just amazing. <clears throat> sorry that's just an amazing thing to think about it just continuously combines and recollides and moves it through and in the end all you really got to think about is i go to poop oh bam like your digestive system's awesome and what starts that the initial start is what takes place in the smell and the taste think about your mouth watering you just smell something but even before you taste it your mouth starts to water because that's because smell is so powerful the smell comes into your body and it's your mind getting your mouth ready to coat not only the mouth to get the uh the saliva going, which is some of the first original things that break down some of the molecules, primarily the sugars, it also coats your digestive system with that saliva. And you know, saliva is good. It's actually a kind of a buffer. I told you that before. That's what got me into science was the hydrochloric acid in my system and the mucous membrane in my stomach, protecting my stomach, my stomach lining from the acid that is required to break down my food. And just think about this now. So if you take smell and you take taste and combine them together, you call it flavor. And flavor is such a, you know, a word that has so many different connotations to it just that's just i mean focus on food okay you know I, a lot of this time i try and get you guys going and thinking about dynamic living like getting into yoga crossfit running walking mountain biking skiing whatever get the you know just express the cellular awesomeness that is this stellar star debris use that starlight to get walking talking thinking feeling crushing through this entire world but you also have to feed it you have to get it thinking and, and moving you need to get it you need to get your body moving to get the food inside you you get to you have to get an understanding of somewhat of what that is. And that's what the science does for me. I'm a pretty healthy eater. I'm not the greatest on the planet, but I'm decent. I'm decent. And what I, this stuff does to me as I get it going, as I start to think and feel the science more and more, I start to wonder, why would I not want to feed this thing the things that it needs? Why would I, I mean, I had a lunch today where I, I ate a bunch of a pretzel roll and some fried pickles and stuff, not stuff I normally eat. I was pooped. I was super tired. I had like a post-lunch, like exhausted state driving. I got that. I got to do a Lululemon photo shoot through my ambassador Program today, it was pretty exciting. It was great. Never done a photo shoot, it was actually kind of nerve wracking. And we did some sweet goals and stuff, but, anyways, I was tired. I was tired because my body didn't like this stuff, didn't like the fuel that I was giving it. And if you're into nutrition, Figure out your diet and play with it, but if that diet is not increasing your energy and is not making you want to live a more dynamic life, the diet is not working. You need to tweak it. You should not be in that state of like, dude, I'm crushing my diet. Great, you look good. How you feel? Oh, I'm really tired, like super pooped. So these things, these flavors, these foods can come into our system and just wonder at this marvel at the food, right? Think of the amazing proprioception, amazing senses that are going on just when you eat your favorite food. First off, the smell. You walk into the kitchen and the smell, or just erase your entire emotion flood your body with this anticipation this longing this memories these things these you know fight or flight i'm definitely not fighting i'm, de- I'm definitely not fighting I'm, I'm gonna eat right you get it ready to go you then cut it and as you're cutting it you're seeing it you're feeling it you're tasting you're, you're expressing it and when you put it into your mouth not only do we get the smell instantaneous so we get the taste we get these chemicals and things moving through our mouth we're also going to get the Kind of the texture, the chewiness, the crunchiness, the softness, the tenderness, whatever these things are. And what I'm going at here is just enjoy your food. Enjoy the things that you are. And every time you take a bite into your, you know push something into your mouth and start to chew it, think about what it is. Not to gross you out, but just to, just, uh, just marvel at the expression that is the senses that are going on inside your system that is getting you pumped up and excited and ready to move and to think and to feel you know like it's just what this is about it's just the most ordinary thing you're just taking food and putting it in your face something we do mindlessly i'm a big believer in a practice in yoga they just call mindful eating where you become very aware of what you're eating and attempt to slow down you guys ever try that where you i don't chew very well i'm like um, um, i just just hammer it you're supposed to kind of chew more but your body has my mind mind's trained to swallow beforehand, it's an interesting thing. Something you, you actually chew it more, it supposedly helps digestion. It's an interesting concept to think about. And I, I get this going, and as I started to think, where am I going with this entire thing? Where Where's this podcast going? Because it really wasn't a whole ton on smell and taste, but just now, not only do we have the smell that we can mix with the taste to create this wondrous thing that's called flavor, human beings now have this amazing cognitive ability to come up with things that are called cooking. We can cook things, we can combine, we can retract, we can subtract, we can integrate, we can can do this. We can throw all these things together to get this assortment of a wonderful food. You know, we can, or we can create food that comes in a box and a bag and is terrible for you. Literally, a chemistry set of doing nothing but bad things for you. Or you can surround your plate, create things, learn how to cook, pick up a new skill. Cooking is not. It's. It's. I've been doing it my whole life. My mom's a home ec teacher, so it's like the best skills any of my parents ever taught me was how to how to cook. But just start to learn it. Start to combine some flavors together and try and find it. What's the worst that could happen? You either throw it out or you just eat fuel. Fuel. fuel food and you're like oh this is just fuel tonight this doesn't taste very good been there done that it happens you know but as we're going through this start to think about what the food is just marvel at the ability that you get to be a human that a doesn't have to really hunt for it that doesn't have to you know you just have to go to the grocery store and pay it that food that, that collision of your food the, that capturing of your food really didn't put you in any danger and then you can combine the things cook it you know you can slow slow roast it you could do whatever you want to do you can you can sear it and you can get it flying into your face and it can aliven you with not only the senses of flavor and the emotional state of co- of eating good food and again it'll come back that that food not only builds you makes what you are makes you be able to express the things that you can do it also allows you to be the thing that you are it allows you to rebuild and continue onwards and upwards going through the days that what you are and when you look at it that way when you look at it through the smell taste connection that is flavor it connects me with the food and now. When no also the idea that we're talking about with these senses that Maybe if you're trying to eat healthier, maybe if you're trying to change your nutritional ways a little bit, understand you're addicted to some things. You're addicted to the bad foods. My my big vice for a long time was Diet Coke. I mean, I remember when I my friend challenged me. She's like, you think you're good at nutrition? You're weak. You can't even, you can't give up Diet Coke for more than a week. She's, I'm like, what should I do then, hot chat. She's like, 30 days. And I remember the first 18 days were crazy. I was so, cr- I was just straight up addicted, addictedly craving Diet Coke. Someone would open one at lunch and I could, I could literally, I could smell. right i know now i'm looking at i could smell it and that would uh, just flood my emotions with i want that diet coke knowing that it's a chemistry set knowing that it literally has sucralose and other stuff in it that is or aspartame that is actually pretty much proven to start causing cancer and other bad things and one of the things it is because your body doesn't want to break it down It, it creates things that thinking it's breaking down sugar when it's really not sugar and that causes a down a downward cascade of various different problems interesting thing to think about And we start to move through this, and if you're trying to change it, you're starting to see, touch, feel, knowing that your body is not meaning to, but it's playing tricks on you. The decisions we've made today are going to collide with the decision. the decisions made yesterday are going to collide with the decisions of today. And if you see it this way, and if you understand and empower yourself with the knowledge of knowing that that smell, taste, flavor, connection— has this huge impact on my system in terms of memories, emotion, cognition into various different experiences, you know, we're used to that. We are, we are, we're, we need to be aware of it and then we can change it a little bit. And sometimes when I'm trying to, I want to eat something that's not the best for me or doesn't really in me, a lot of times doesn't align with my goals. Is it going to help me train for the marathon? Is it going to help me do whatever I want to do better? You know, even things like cognition, I try not to, I don't want to eat a bunch of crappy food before I do this podcast for you guys, because I'm not going to be firing on all cylinders, period. It just doesn't work that way. So if I can do that, if I can think about what I'm gonna eat and just be like you know what I'm just gonna put this crappy food for just a split second just this con- this little woof of-, of flavor and I'm just gonna swallow it down and that's the end of it you know why why do that why put something in just for that instantaneous little jolt of flavor that may or may not if it doesn't affect you run it if not you know for me I'm not gonna put something in my body that just tastes kind of eh, kind of good just because it's easy it's readily available that will make this body this dynamic star starball not move through this world in a better way i'm gonna try not to do that to the best of my ability but you know i do know and there is science that shows that you have only limited amounts of willpower so sooner or later you may eat that and if you do just bounce back come back no big thing no big deal all right so i'll try to start to wrap this up here a little bit i just want you to keep going with these senses just start to see touch feel and understand that you're just immersed in the ether that is right now this this array of emotions of temperature pressure and uh, you know v- v- viscosity of the air, right? Even like the moisture right now in Illinois, it's incredibly hot and humid. That like heavy, heavy air. You know, there's light, there's sound, there's all these electrical impulses of your body, and your body's just filtering them out, just walking around, moving things through. But that now, that moments that is surrounding us in the ether of the senses is pulling into our body through our various different senses, and we're making it into tangible moments. You know, that the, the smell and taste is honestly, I don't the 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 sound, the sight, sound one is going to be a little more interesting personally in my brain. That's the stuff that really gets me going. But this really drives home this idea and allows you to connect a little bit with the aspects of eating. And eating is powerful, man. It, it is the energy. It is the building blocks of you. And it also, it you know, abs are made in the gym and all that noise. And as a, as a trainer, as somebody who tries to not only live healthy, but help others live healthy, you know, your eating is a huge deal. It's a massive thing. Your hydration and eating can have really positive or negative effects on your goals. And many times people's goals don't Align what they're eating, but we're ingrained. Our society doesn't like it. Our society wants us, truly I believe, our society wants us to eat unhealthy. It wants us to be surrounded by bad temptations. And I'm not downgrading, I'm not trying to make you feel bad for uneating things. And if you if you don't want to eat unhealthy, if you want to eat unhealthy, I'm sorry if this podcast got a little on a health kick here. But you know, this is the food, man. This is the fuel that brings you in. And not only are you just gonna fuel it, imagine if you just could eat the food and it tasted like nothing. You know, like those movies like Neo and In uh, the Matrix, where it's just that slop, it tastes crap, but it's like a perfect assortment of amino acids and vitamins. We can choose what food we make. We can learn to cook it. We can get the the wholesome, good ingredients. We can add flavors. We can add spices. We can add salt and pepper. You know, Cholula hot sauce to these things, and turn the 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 cold storage of energy that we're going to take into us, the food that's going to energize the moments that we can then express into creative different ways. Express it into art, music, language, whatever. Express it into happiness or love. We can. And take that outwards. We can choose to put good food in our system. And not only that, we can choose to learn how to make it taste good. We can learn how to make it taste and have this amazing flavor. And I'm telling you from experience that flavor, then these new tastes, these new smells, these new sensations will then upregulate in your brain and will allow you to then fall in love with this new healthy eating to the point, sadly or not sadly, when you put the bad crap back in your system, you're not going to like it. Your brain, your brain is fixated. You're, you're a biologically attuned to take easy calories, to take the quick sugars and all that, and you're kind of programmed to seek out sweetness, and your body kind of hotwires it. I know for myself now, if I eat something too sweet that I used to love, it's not that good for me. It doesn't like me. Not only that, my body doesn't react well to it, and you become more aware of how your body's reacting. So go out there in the world and figure out what your goals are, and then know that you can align them with these things, and understand this the smell-taste connection. Understand this connection of flavor. Understanding it's only really one assortment of of emotions, But seeing now, it not only affects your body, but it affects your mind. And understanding that, again, that's what we're doing. If I uh, if I teach it to you, if I now teach you that that is what it is, that thing that you just call flavor or taste or smell, now becomes something pliable, becomes something tangible that you can mold and manipulate or just simply appreciate it. And that's what we're doing here. We always practice gratitude. One of the things I want this podcast to do is I want it to enliven you with gratitude. I want you to see, touch, and feel the gra- and be gracious of the things that you have be gracious of your smell and your taste i know my mom she's getting older and she has issues with her nose and it truly hinders her taste and that's tragic that's a bummer so if you can go out to you can listen to this go pick up something that's good to eat and eat it but enjoy it truly enjoy and truly slave savor the flavors get the smells get the taste appreciate the texture chew it and see how your body feels because if you want to live a more dynamic life if you want to live this dust speck life and be a beautiful dust speck, that's a walking talking thinking feeling thing out there know that one of the conduits to it is a healthy eating lifestyle and that's awesome and i'm telling you it doesn't have to be bad the easiest quickest thing to do the richest most delicious thing i can tell you you could fix right now is i say get rid of bread get rid of grains You're like i can't live without grains sorry this is just my belief and then look up how to make bulletproof coffee if you're a coffee drinker drink some buttered coffee man change your life so anyways walk through the ether of the now walk through the moments that you are it be a lightning rod of all the things around you allowing you to perceive and bring in the things that you are and make them become a part of you and then allow that new empowered state to allow you to make various different decisions than what you are because you are this amazing teeny tiny little tiny vibrating ball of star debris energized by amazing tasting stardust that allows you to be the thing that you are and you can take that and go forth into this world and create and be and surround yourself with love and awesomeness and gratitude for the body and the thing that you get to call. You on this earth for this tiny little moment that you get to call your life. So go forth, my homies, and live at large. Peace.